play like we play. We be us. We be special. We smell greatness. We finish strong. Yes, from the top. One, two, three, four, five, six, What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me, not in the studio, Nick Von Brick. Hey, cowboy. How's it going with Aaron Texas, huh? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm in Austin right now. Uh, so we got Nick on the line calling in, so it's a little different uh, setup for episode number 40. So 10, 10 consecutive months putting out an episode. That's something to definitely be uh, proud of. I didn't. We might not even have thought we would have made it this far, huh? How do you feel about 40, 40 consecutive episodes? That's a long time, you know. I think there's 52 weeks, something like that, in a year or so. <laughs> We're almost there. Almost. Um, so, yeah, Big Easy Bets is now brought to you by the Neutral Ground Sports Network. So what is the Neutral Ground Sports Network, Nick? Um. Who? Who's? So basically it's a – Whose is it? I guess we can start with who, who, uh, who, who has the neutral ground sports network? Me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's Logan and I, we, we just started it. And, um, basically it's a place where you can get your up to date sports blogs. Um, we're going to be starting more podcasts and we're going to be doing sports entertainment videos. So, Everything yeah. from, um, you know, live streams, watching us bet on sports, and then um, even all the way to our hunting and fishing videos. So I think that it's a good time for us to expand and then grow as uh, as our podcast has grown. Yeah, grow as a brand. Yeah, so the Neutral Ground Sports Network is going to be – uh, like Nick said, we're going to be blogging. We're going to have uh, some more podcasts coming under the uh, the TNG umbrella. We're going to have, uh, I mean, we basically we basically constructed a TV studio, so to speak. So we're going to be doing all kinds of different videos, all kinds of cool stuff that we have in store. Um, so, yeah, if you want to follow along with that, it's uh, www.tngsportsnetwork.com. Um, we've already, already got blogs going. Uh I mean, the whole nine yards. You can on Facebook, I think it's just the Neutral Ground Sports Network. On Twitter, it's at TNG Sports Net, I believe. Um, don't hold me to it. We just started. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, as Big Easy Bets was growing, we realized that we wanted to do more and kind of branch out. And I mean, so that's what we did. We started the Neutral Ground Sports Network. So y'all go check it out. Uh, before we get started on today's episode, we're going to recap. Um, the UFC fight card from last weekend, which was a very good one. And then we're going to talk a little NASCAR this weekend as they're getting back to racing. But before we dive into all of that, y'all remember to go to Apple podcast where you can subscribe uh, and rate five stars. If you like what you're hearing, you can leave a comment. We're also on Spotify and SoundCloud. So be sure to do that. We'd really appreciate it. And then you can go like the page on Facebook as well for the neutral ground sports network. So let's see. So, yeah, UFC 249 uh, main event was Tony Ferguson versus Justin Gaethje. We'll start from the bottom there. Um, actually, we'll start with the the fight off of uh, not on the main card, which was what? It was Cowboy, Donald Cowboy Cerrone versus uh, – who was it? 
I'm drawing a blank. Anthony Pettis. It was the uh, headliner for the prelim. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah, so. Call it something like that. I know I was on Cowboy. I think you were too, right? Yes, I was. So how'd you feel that fight went? Okay, so um, Anthony Pettis won a, was it a, a split decision or did he, it was a unanimous? I think it was unanimous. Yeah, it was unanimous, which is ridiculous to me. Um, yeah, I, I was surprised that uh, none of the judges saw it going Cowboys way, but it's not something that I'm too mad about because I did think that uh, Anthony Pettis landed, I guess, the more significant shots in this fight. But um, I don't know. Cowboy, to me, kind of controlled the octagon, and then he even scored a couple of takedowns. So um, when you look at it round by round, I could have saw it going either way. Yeah, so significant strikes. You got Pettis landing 63, Cowboy landing 62. Uh, Cowboy threw a lot more through 148 to Pettis's 113, uh, but then Cowboy had the two takedowns. So uh, overall total strikes, Pettis landed 81 to Cowboy 62. But I just felt like I, I thought Cowboy won the fight. I really did because obviously I bet on Cowboy. So going into the to the decision, I felt really good about it. But then, I mean, I think I mean a unanimous decision. I was like, come on, I, this is why I really it. I'm not the biggest fan of betting on the UFC these days just because I hate leaving it up to the judges. I feel like there's always a head-scratching, at least one or two head-scratching decisions by the judges. And, I mean, when you when you got money on the line and you feel like you did enough to win, it's extremely frustrating. So, I personally, I thought Cowboy did enough to win that fight. So, I don't know. But it is what it is. Yeah. Betting on the UFC, um, we bet some more last night. Yeah, I don't like it that much either. I just think that the odds, unless if you really see something like uh, off the wall that that you think you can capitalize on, the odds just are. Um, it's hard to find them in your favor because I think there was a pick'em fight, and uh, if you know anything about sports betting, usually a pick'em is minus one ten on each side. Well, uh, for these UFC fights, it was minus one fifteen, so they're getting extra. Yep. On the juice. And, um, yeah, I mean, and then, of course, I didn't do well this past weekend or last night. So that's why I'm kind of questioning my decisions <laughs> of betting on these fights. I wouldn't have done well if it wasn't for one bet, which we'll get to it, which we'll get into at the very end um, of covering the UFC. But, yeah, no, my night got completely turned around. But, all right, so we have uh, Greg Hardy versus, I don't know if it's Johan. I think it's Johan DeCastro. Um, this one went to decision. Greg Hardy wound up winning the fight. Uh, we were on opposite sides on this one. I was on Hardy. You were on DeCastro. But DeCastro looked good in that first round, and then it looked like he just decided he didn't want to fight anymore. Yeah, this fight aggravated me because I um I did bet on Jorgen DeCastro, and he comes out in the first round, and he's landing these leg kicks that are hurt Greg Hardy. Yep. Yeah, and, that's what it was. His um, knee, dude, his knee was wrong. definitely the round was bothering. Close, so it could have gone either way, in my opinion. It could have gone to Greg Hardy, but, um, you know, you look at it and you're getting plus 175 on, on this, and, and your guy's in the fight in the first round. And you get to the second round, and I think Greg Hardy checked one of his leg kicks, and uh, DeCastro ended up hurting. Yeah, he might have broke his foot or his toes or something. Um, he pointed to it at the end of the fight. 
and he didn't throw probably he didn't throw more than ten punches for the rest of the fight. No, yeah, his total strikes for the entire fight were twenty four. Yeah, so it was like it might have been around the middle of the second round he threw a threw a leg low leg kick by Greg Hardy and um it it got checked and he hurt his foot. Yep. So like yeah, he was short on it and he was hurt. But dude, in my opinion, you gotta try to fight through it, you know, throw punches, try to win or or yeah, at least no, be competitive. It just seemed like he gave up a little bit early. Yeah, I thought so too. But um but yeah, so we cashed in on Greg Hardy there. I mean, he was a big favorite, but that first round I was like, Okay. He did he his knee did look like it was shot there for a little bit, but yeah, once he checked that one leg kick, you could tell that I mean, the Castro he literally looked like he just didn't want to fight anymore. So then total strikes Hardy dominated sixty six to twenty four and significant strikes he also dominated fifty five to twenty four. So uh uh, win by decision for Greg Hardy. So that was the first fight of the main card. So then you had Jeremy Stevens versus Calvin Qatar, which I think we both took Stevens, correct? Um, I didn't. I didn't talk about this one last time. Did we not? Did I? No, I didn't. Did, about, did you bet on it? Um, I know I bet Stevens. I don't remember if I talked about it on the podcast or not. So I'll talk about it from the standpoint of if I did. Um. So, yeah, I took Jeremy Stevens, and Jeremy Stevens is, like, he's always, like, seems like he's always solid, but then he just he can't get it done. He can't ever – it's kind of like Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson always seems to come out and have a good start, and he's, like, a wild card kind of. Like, that's Jeremy Stevens. Like, you don't know what you're going to get. He's got a lot of power, and he's, like, relentless, but he seems to get caught every fight. Calvin Qatar, one, has, like, the longest arms I've ever seen. And really just once that second round hit – I mean, he started opening up on him, and then he caught him with a big one and put him to sleep. So, Stevens looked like he didn't even know what happened. He was he was gushing pretty good. But, I mean, before that, Jeremy Stevens was leading in strikes and significant strikes. And so, but it happens. So, wasn't good, but. All right. And then we had uh, Francis Naganu versus Jarzino Rosenstruik. Um and this was a quick one. <laughs> this fight barely touched 20 seconds. So what were your thoughts on this one? Because uh, Rosenstruck actually called out Naganu. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, I do. And it's because um, Francis Naganu is one of the most feared guys in the division. Nobody wants to fight him. So uh, Rosenstruck was under, undefeated before this fight. And uh, he's got his first loss now because he got knocked out. Yep. No, yeah, it was a quick one. Absolutely got his lights put out. But, um, yeah, not smart calling out Naganu. But, yeah, uh, we didn't – we stayed away from this one. It was too heavy. Um, swayed in Naganu's favor, obviously, for for good reason. Um, that's what I put on Twitter. Did anybody have the balls to actually bet on Rosenstruck? So, I know a couple people, a couple people did, but weren't very happy with the outcome there. But, all right, so then – the co-main event, you had uh, Henry Cejudo versus Dominic Cruz. So this was a controversial um, finish uh, on the night, which I want to – me and Nick haven't talked about these fights yet. We really haven't gone over anything about this episode. So we're kind of just winging it. So I, I haven't heard his opinion on this fight. So I want to hear what you think about this fight, and then I'll tell you how I feel. Um, obviously, it got stopped in the second round 
after Cejudo landed a very heavy knee on Dominic Cruz, dropped him, and then uh, it wound up getting stopped by the referee, I think Peterson. Um, so what did what did you think about the stoppage? Did you feel like it was the right time? Um, no. So if we go back before and look at the first two rounds, because you basically got two complete rounds in there, minus two seconds in the second round, but um, – if you look at the first round, uh, I think Cejudo won. And what uh, didn't surprise me, but kind of surprised me, was how fast he was. He's elusive. Um, Dominic Cruz was having a hard time, you know, getting to him. Mm-hmm. And um, that was one of the things I said you got to watch out for Cejudo because he is, he is super quick and he, he's a good athlete. But um, I would have liked to see this fight go into the – into the third, the fourth, and the fifth round because uh, that's where Dominic Cruz is. He's had a lot of championship fights at that weight, and um, it seemed like he was just about to get get things going before uh, Henry Cejudo landed that that knee to to his head. So, yeah, I mean, to me, yeah, it was it was stopped early, you know, because um, Dominic Cruz was getting back up. Yeah, he was still, he was still two fighting. seconds left in the round when this fight was uh, stopped. So, I mean, he wasn't out of it by any means. Um, and that's what I said. I hate the way these, these uh, fighters that fight at a lighter weight, sometimes it ends is because there's like these these uh, rapid punches that are being landed, but they're not really doing significant damage. But uh, in this case, I think there was like 12, 11 or 12 uh, unanswered shots. Yeah, yeah, I think it was eleven. I remember Rogan but talking if about you it. Look at them, dude. They weren't really, they weren't significant by any means. No, he's just touching them. Yeah, yeah. So I thought it was stopped early, and a lot of people did. Yeah, no. I mean, if you look at like the actual score sheet, Cejudo was dominating the fight. But yeah, I, I wanted to see, I wanted to see Cruz make it to those later rounds, and I definitely felt like it was an early stoppage, not just because I bet on Dominic Cruz, but because, I mean, yeah, he he got caught with a big shot that put him down, but there's two seconds left in the damn round, and he's not out of it. He's not knocked out. I I was very confused by that, and he was not happy with uh, Peterson, the ref, after, and basically called him out, said he smelled like cigarettes and booze, and then so him and the ref kind of got into a little spat on social media. Um Wait, Dominic Cruz said the referee smelled like booze? Yeah, he said he smelled like cigarettes and booze. Huh. <laughs> Crazy. So he said who knows what he was doing. But um so yeah, no, I felt bad for him, especially he hadn't fought in so long to come back and I mean, it's just not the way you want to go out. Um but it is what it is. So Yeah, I mean it's a it's a championship fight, dude. Yeah. No, yeah, that's um, that's the main. The biggest thing. thing here is like two seconds left, or and and then he's getting back up as they're stopping the fight. Like I realize, don't get me wrong, these referees are have a lot of responsibility to protect the fighters, and they're in a tough position a lot of times. But I don't know, dude. You got to really see a guy guy in big trouble to, to stop a fight, in my opinion. And sometimes they stop them a little bit early. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, and so, yeah, it was kind of a buzzkill. But that brought us to the main event, which was Tony Ferguson versus Justin Gaethje for the interim. I think it's lightweight belt. Um, and then the winner, obviously, is going to take on Khabib Nurmagomedov. 
whenever he is finished with Ramadan. Um, and we get through with all of this shit going on. But, okay, this was undoubtedly the best fight of the night. Um, and this was the absolute perfect performance by Justin Gaethje. I've watched every fight that Gaethje's had in the UFC uh, since he started with Michael Johnson. I even watched one of his fights in a different promotion, so I've followed this guy for a while now. Um, and he's got that reckless style. He's going to keep coming forward. He's going to take punishment, and he's going to dish out punishment. But this was a different Justin Gaethje. I actually wrote an article on this fight um, on the Neutral Ground Sports Network. Um, I really feel like this was the perfect performance other than getting caught with that one uppercut. I mean, he fought a perfect fight. He really did. What What were your thoughts on uh, this main event? Yeah, like you said, I mean, he he fought a mistake-free fight other than that one uppercut. I think it was at the end of the second round. He got saved by the bell big and, time. Yeah, I mean, and at that point, you know, you look at it, there might, may have been 10, 20 more seconds left in that round. Could have Tony Ferguson gotten a finish. And the weird thing to me is, like, um, so for the last minute of that second round, it looked like the fight was turning towards Ferguson's direction. Mm -hmm. And he was getting the best of him. Then he lands that shot, and uh, it actually it dropped Justin Gaethje, and then the bell rings. And then the fight was all Justin Gaethje from there. So, uh Tony Ferguson wasn't able to capitalize on the momentum that he gained at the end of the second round, and uh, but he's one tough guy. So oh yeah, no this this fight uh, this, you know? this fight solidified that he is probably the toughest fighter I've ever seen in the UFC. Uh, the fact that he, I mean, he did not go down. There was so many shots that Gaethje hit him with that any other fighter would have gotten knocked out with, and there was pro you could have picked through twenty different shots that would have put anybody else away. And then at the very end, he gets hit and he starts shaking his head. And I feel like he was fighting. Like, he was trying to stay conscious. He was trying not to go to sleep. And, uh, I mean, just absolutely took a beating. And, I mean, all the heart, all the heart, all the heart in the world. I mean, the guy, that was one of the, like, it was getting, like, painful to watch. Like, I'm surprised they didn't stop it earlier. But... I'm glad they stopped it when they did because I put money on Justin Gaethje with a fifth round stoppage plus 3,000 and absolutely cashed in. So I couldn't believe that it even made it to the fifth round, but the odds were too good to pass up. So I'm, we're in the fourth round, and I, I put just a little bit on the fourth round, but I put more on the fifth round for a stoppage. So I'm like, okay, if he stops in the fourth, I'll take it. But I was like, if we can somehow find our way to the fifth round, I was like, he, there's no way. I was like, the human body's got to give out eventually. There's no way he's going to make it the entire fight. And if Herb Dean, if, if Herb Dean wouldn't have stopped that fight, he wouldn't, he, Ferguson wasn't going down. So when he started shaking his head like that, I jumped up. I'm like, stop the damn fight, Herb. What are you doing? Stop the fight. And he did, dude. I was so happy. I, I couldn't even believe it. I was so happy. I, had, I really did not think that that fight was going to go five rounds, but absolutely cashed in. Yeah, I mean, um, even Justin Gaethje showed a lot of toughness in this fight and a lot of heart on the side of conditioning because you look at the end of that second round and um, obviously they're showing Justin Gaethje after he just got knocked down and he seemed like he was breathing a lot heavier than uh, Tony Ferguson was. So at that point, I'm thinking Ferguson may be able to take over the fight from here. But you know, Justin Gaethje weathered the storm and, and was able to dominate the rest of the fight. Uh, looking forward, 
to to a lightweight title fight between him and Khabib, dude. I think Gaethje's got a real shot at uh, uh, probably upsetting Khabib. No good men off or however you say it. <laughs> yeah, no, Gaethje's <laughs> definitely got underrated wrestling. And, I mean, he just proved he's one of the best strikers in the game. So, um, and one of the toughest fighters in the game. So, yeah, no, I mean, I, it's a perfect performance. That's There's no other way to sum it up. I felt like we saw a much more calculated Justin Gaethje. He wasn't taking those unnecessary shots that he took against Eddie Alvarez and Dustin Poirier. Uh, he went in there with a purpose and stuck to his game plan, and they had a good, they had a really good um, insight to his corner, where his coach got him focused going into that fifth round, where he was, you could tell he was losing focus a little bit, like knowing he's he's destroying this guy, he's going to win the fight, and he said, "What happened the last two times you lost focus, you got you got finished." So really, uh, got him back eyes on the prize and went out there and put him away. So. I, I love that style of fighter that Justin Gaethje is. Uh, he's obviously he's a fan favorite, and I felt like I mean, just absolutely dominated, which I did not expect to go the way it did. Uh, obviously, I bet on him to win the fight separately, along with the prop of a fifth round stoppage. So I knew he could win. I just didn't think he would win in that fashion. Tony Ferguson's a very good fighter, and I feel really bad for him to be honest. To be on a twelve fight win streak in the toughest division and never have a title fight like an actual title fight, something's wrong with that. Yeah, and um, I don't know. The road for him to have another title shot could be rough unless if he beats, you know, another big name. But uh, I think Tony Ferguson can still be competitive in the division. And, um, yeah, I just think he wasn't as, as prepared as he should have been for a fighter as good as, as Justin Gaethje. Um, yeah, well, he cut weight twice. That's what a lot of people were talking yeah. about. He cut weight twice. And then twice. at the end of the fight, he was, he, he was saying that he thinks the reason he lost is because he wasn't really preparing for a striker. And dude, Justin Gaethje's even an underrated striker. You know, people think that he's just a, a power guy. Now, he landed and connected with a lot of precision in that in this fight. Yeah, without and, a doubt. Um, He's really one of the one of the hardest guys to defend against, along with Conor McGregor in this division, as far as striking goes. Mm-hmm. And um, Ferguson just seemed a, a step too slow to be able to um, counter strike and all of that. Because you just look at this fight, and Tony Ferguson, even him, he got a little bit timid coming in. Yeah, and he wasn't able to fight as freely as he usually does. Yeah, no, I mean, there's there's a lot of things that uh, you could question. But, yeah, I didn't understand the whole cutting weight twice thing. Like, you put it on social media, like, asking Gates, are you ready? Because I am. It's like, dude, you're putting all that strain on – you're putting unnecessary strain on your body. But, I mean, it is what it is. Justin Gates, still went out there and performed. So, on 11 days' notice. So, uh, more needs to be said for that, in my opinion. So, I'm excited uh, for the upcoming fight with him and uh, Khabib. And then I'm excited to see who McGregor takes on next, whether it be Ferguson, whether it be there. I heard uh, potentially uh, Poirier again, and then the winner of that uh, either takes on Gaethje or Nurmagomedov. Um, I don't really know that Poirier should get another shot so soon at Khabib, say Khabib beats Gaethje, but I don't know. There's a lot of different ways that it can go, so we'll see. But, yeah, so that'll wrap up uh, episode – I mean, not episode, uh, UFC 249. Um really could have been a bad night but 
that prop bet, that fifth round stoppage really, really saved me. Wound up cashing in pretty big. So I was definitely happy about that. Um, but yeah, you got any more that you want to touch on with UFC before we move on to NASCAR? I I didn't win a bet on Saturday. Not one? No. Oh my God, you lost every one. <laughs> I didn't know you yeah. lost every one. My God. Well, I didn't actually bet on Ferguson to win the fight because of the uh, the odds. Just yeah. he was a heavy favorite, but I did bet him to um, win by knockout or or by uh, decision. But of course, he, he he lost, so I lost everything. Not good. That well, then last night, dude. Yeah. It was even worse, maybe. Why? Not as bad, but um, I I only won one bet, and it was for barely any money. <laughs> and then um, I freaking kept trying to get to the computer to place my bet, and there was still time, but the site kept closing the freaking no, I know thing I, before the fight started, I know. and it kept it, it did me that off, to me so too. I finally just exited out. Like, Screw that, dude. Yeah, it was doing that to me, too. That's why I'm like, why is it closed already? These fights aren't, they're not even walking to the ring yet. Why are they, why is it closed? Um, yeah, I don't know why it's like that. So, yeah, no, but uh, who'd you, did you bet on the main event last night? No. What What about? But I was, de- I was definitely thinking about betting on uh, Glover Teixeira, but I couldn't do that, dude, not after going 0-4 on Saturday, man. Yeah. Teixeira dominated him. Oh my God! Like absolutely dominated him. I couldn't really believe yeah, and, it. And Anthony Smith, the guy who I don't think was uh, that good. No, me neither. We saw him Especially against John Jones get dominated. Jones. Yeah, I mean, I was extremely critical of his performance there because he didn't even it try. Like he was just fighting not to get knocked out. Exactly. Yeah. No, his nickname's he Lionheart. He wasn't trying to win by any means, so. Um, yeah, I mean, I was critical of him that, and then to Sarah being a freaking veteran and uh, good at all types of stuff. Yep. It just seemed like uh, the odds were a little bit tilted too much in uh, Anthony Smith's favor. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah, that was crazy. I wasn't expecting him to, because it looked like for a second there, it looked like he was going to take over, and then – to share it started catching him he caught him with a couple good shots and then it was all all downhill from there then it just turned into like jesus y'all are gonna make him keep fighting like y'all are gonna send him back out there the guy said his damn teeth were falling out um mm-hmm. but i mean i'm just glad that we got something to watch we got some more fights to watch we got some more this saturday um nothing really that we either one of us feel we would want to give out as a bet um, but I mean, definitely will be watching. So you never know what might happen when the time comes, but all right. So yeah, that'll wrap up UFC 249, uh, which was all in all a really fucking good fight card. In my opinion, uh, it exceeded my expectations is if they could have let Dominic Cruz go a little bit longer, I think that would have been, uh, would have been nice, but it is what it is. So, okay. So NASCAR is back. We are in Darlington international speedway. Um, this Sunday. So what you need to know with that is that um, this is what me and Nick were talking about. The There's going to be no qualifying. So there will be no qualifying to dictate the uh, order, the running of the race. 
um, what they're going to do instead. It says NASCAR officials will set the starting lineups and determine pit stall selections based on a mix of factors, including cup series, owners, points, a tiered structure of random draws, and previous results, so the previous rates results. Um, so, yeah, this will be a little different. Um, obviously, the, I'm sure they're going to announce it to everybody with plenty of time to figure out where you want to place your bets, this and that. Um, so, do you have a driver that you like? Give me who's who's your favorite driver to win this race? It's tough um, because usually I bet on a few of them, but um, if you had to pick one, though, I guess for you know if you're looking at best thing for your buck in terms of odds, um, Jimmy Johnson does seem like this, he could be a good bet for this. Jimmy, let's see what's he sitting at. He is currently at plus twenty six hundred. He's won. Yeah, he's won there before. One. Um. Yeah, he's won three times, two times. They used to run uh, at this track two times a year, but then they switched to one time a year a few years ago. But um, he won twice in two thousand four, and then he won again in um, two thousand twelve. So it's been a while since he's won here, but um, you think he's due on the farewell tour? It's, it's his last time ar- ar- around, so you think that he hasn't won yet this season? So yeah, yeah. The guy I'm looking at is Chase Elliott, plus nine hundred. Um, obviously. So right now the favorite is Kyle Busch. Uh, then close behind them are Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick, both at plus six hundred. Uh, both guys have won here before. Martin Truex Jr. is another guy who's won here before, sitting at plus 700. Uh, you got Keselowski, plus 750. And then Joey Logano, who I, I don't remember the exact number of races. I want to say it might have been like they've raced four times this year. I think Joey Logano has won twice. So um, definitely a guy to watch there, sitting at plus 750. Uh, but, yeah, I think I'm going to go Chase Elliott, uh, plus 900 for my pick. And then, I mean, might sprinkle some in on a couple more of these uh, these other guys. Maybe Ryan Blaney a little bit. Uh, might follow you with the Jimmy Johnson. Sprinkle a little bit there. Who knows? We'll see what happens. But I'm just glad that we're back to racing. What do you? How do you feel about Ricky Stenhouse Jr. sitting at plus 9,000? Um, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, he's plus um, 9,000. Some places he's plus uh, 10,000. So ninety to one or a hundred to one, depending on where where you're betting. Um, he's probably not going to win this race, but <laughs> I'm definitely going to put money on it because I know it's like betting a side bet in blackjack. As soon as you take that money off, that's when it's going to hit. So I'm I'm ready for it. Yeah, I mean he's the they're the wild card. They're the ones who are like, okay, we got twenty miles left in the race. I mean twenty laps left in the race. Well, we got fifteen laps till empty. Let's roll the dice, like. See what happens. Um, they're definitely going to try everything that they can to uh, to win the race for sure. His crew, his crew chief, has uh, already come out and said that they're going to do unorthodox uh, tactics. I guess, but yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, last year he started. Um, so wait, I don't know exactly where he started, but he finished thirty third. <laughs> Not good. So. Um, yeah, I don't know what happened last year because we're still kind of a little bit new to 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 the sport. So, 
Yeah, who knows? Um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard because yeah, like you said earlier, there is no qualifying, there's no practice. So um, really, I don't. They're figuring out the uh, the positions on Sunday. I don't know. No, I'm sure it'll probably be on Saturday. I doubt they're going to do okay, it on Sunday. Well, They'll probably um, release so it. So we'll have a little bit more. Yeah, they're they're going to release an idea it on um, Saturday. But as far as like all the races that I'm looking at as a chance to win this, of course, um, you got to be a little bit worried about Danny uh, Hamlin and Kyle Busch. So out of the past ten years, Danny Hamlin, um, he's won this thing two times. Yeah. Uh, one time in 2017, and uh, the other was in 2010. Yeah, they're, so, uh, they're guys that are always the in the mix. Kyle Busch is a favorite. Um, but I'm leaving those two guys out of out of the picks that I bet on just because I don't know. I don't ever bet on them. <laughs> you like so, you, you like um, Kurt Busch though. Yeah, I would definitely put money on Kurt Busch at plus two thousand twenty to one. Um, Eric Jones won this thing last year. Yep, uh, he led seventy nine laps. I mean, I'll probably put a little bit on him in case he repeats. Um, and la- speaking of last year, our, our good old buddy Kyle Larson finished second. Oh really? Yeah, he won't be more, uh, yeah. racing for a little bit, but um, he's not allowed to race anymore. <laughs> yeah, not a nice guy. Um, yeah, I mean, who knows? It, it, it's hard to really tell. We got to see with this whole uh, qualifying system how they're going to do all that. See where everybody where everybody lands. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm just glad that we're getting back to. We got another sport coming back. Obviously, there will be no spectators, but. I mean, who really cares? With NASCAR fans don't have an influence on the race. It's not like it's not like basketball or football where there's home field advantage. So I'm not really worried about there not being any fans. Uh, I know it'll be a little different for the pit crews and all of that. They're going to do extra social distancing and blah blah blah. But I'm happy. Yeah, the interesting thing is is that they don't they won't have any practice. Any practice? You yeah. Know? Yeah. No, I know. So they'll have to. So to me, that makes me seem like the winner from last year may have a bit of an advantage because out of everybody, he'll probably remember the track the best. He won there last, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's Eric Jones right now. So um, I definitely probably put money on him. But right now, the uh, I got my eye on five for six drivers: Kevin Harvick. Um. Joey Logano, because, just because he's one of the best drivers in, in the NASCAR Cup Series. Eric Jones, the winner from last year. Kurt Busch, because I always bet on Kurt Busch. <laughs> Jimmy Johnson. Um, and, and then I'm going to put a dollar or two on Ricky Stenhouse. Yep. <laughs> but right. I'll probably um, put my like official things out on Twitter or Sunday morning or something like that once once everything's set. So, yeah, no. yeah, and we'll we'll retweet everything, and we'll, we'll we'll make sure it's out there that everybody can see who we're taking. Um, but yeah, that should wrap up. That wraps up NASCAR for me. You got anything else you want to throw in? No, I'm just ready because you're when re- we first watched the Daytona 500, 
it was the first time I really watched NASCAR, and um, it surprised me on how exciting it was. Oh yeah, and it's even more exciting when you bet on it. So speaking of that, I'm I think definitely I, ready for Sunday. I think Ryan Newman's going to be racing. He was the one involved in that crash at Daytona, um, that real bad wreck. I think he's going to be racing in yeah, this race. Yeah, he is, and he's ninety-five to one. Yeah, you never know. A little Cinderella story, maybe, yeah. huh? You never know. That's the story that NASCAR would love. So they might pull some strings uh, to get him into the victory circle. But who knows? We'll see what happens. Uh, happy to hear that he's back racing. Happy that racing's coming back in general. Um, so we'll definitely be watching. We'll make sure our picks are easily accessible if you if you can't. Or if they change, I guess, with the uh, the qualifying system that they come out with. But... I think that ought to do it. I mean, you got anything else to throw in? No, I'm just ready to get started with the new two-round sports network. And yep, I was going to touch all on that. that. I'm going to touch on that a little bit more before we go and wrap up this episode. So, yeah, like like we said at the beginning of the episode, uh, we started a sports network, started a new brand, the Neutral Ground Sports Network. We're going to the fully functioning website up and running right now. We're going to have blogs coming out um, regularly, up to date with uh, – everything going on in the world, specifically sporting news, but also, I mean, just whatever's going on. If it's something that needs to be blogged about, we're going to blog about it. We're going to have, um, obviously, Big Easy Bets is not going to change. It's going to keep uh, plugging along like we have been. We're going to have new podcasts on the way, uh, which you will obviously have access to on the site, and we'll be promoting them everywhere. Um, we're going to be doing a lot of a lot of video-based things. we got a lot of cool ideas. So, yeah, a lot of stuff to be excited about. Uh, if you've been listening to Big Easy Bets along the way so far, we're going on 10 months. Go check out www.tngsportsnetwork.com. And, uh, I mean, we appreciate all, this, all of the uh, support from everybody. It's been really great. So it's a lot more than we could have ever asked for. So I think that'll wrap up Episode 40 of Big Easy Bets. You got, a, you got anything to say to everybody before we go? Goodbye. <laughs> All right, y'all have a good one. Who that? We just gotta do what we do. We play like we play. We be us. We be special. We smell greatness. We finish small. Yes. From the top. One, two, three, four, four, four.